First on tonight's show, a community update. It is one of my favorite local holidays, folks. That's right, the day where we all gather in the fields to release whatever sound is trapped in the caverns of our chests, whether it be a scream, a guttural shout, a throat-scraping sob, or even a soft little whisper. As long as it is a truth, it is acceptably expressed in the holiday spirit. Remember, it's recommended you wear comfortable, loose-fitting clothes you can move in and bring plenty of water to drink. However, if the weather is less favorable, please remember to bundle up and maybe switch that water for some herbal tea. A little fun fact for you Bradenites, and this may surprise some of you, but this holiday isn't really observed anywhere else, as far as I'm aware. I'm not sure why. It's very cathartic. Town Council doesn't want you to worry about the strange, deep, pulsing mechanical noises still coming from the building on the other side of the river. They've now acknowledged the noises. It's... Renovations, they said in their statement, though none of the tradesmen in town were hired, which is the usual procedure for municipal works. When asked what work specifically was being done, the representative said, quote, Oh, you know, fixing stuff. One brave reporter asked the town council representative if the lights reported were also a result of these renovations, and while he didn't receive a reply, I think that, in and of itself, is a reply, and it's safe to assume that wordless reply means yes. So, folks, stuff is getting fixed, and when it gets fixed, it will be fixed. That's all I have for you for the time being. Speaking of the time being, you know, that one that's hovering just out of sight, the weight of which you can always feel as this gentle, ever-present dread. Speaking of that time being, you should not be speaking about the time being. If you think you have seen the time being, you are mistaken. You shouldn't really know about it either, but <laughs> that's my bad. Try to forget what I have said. If you can't forget, pretending to forget works just as well. To review, the renovations are real. You, as far as I'm aware, are real. I, I think it's safe to assume, am also real. The time being, as far as you're concerned, is not real. Let's hear a word from today's sponsor. You've probably been here before. We just made sure you forgot. Those radio and signal towers out here have more than one purpose. Did you even stop to wonder why there were so many of them? If you've ever gotten an ominous feeling while looking at those steel-caged stalagmites piercing the sky, 
Like you're being targeted by those spearheads blinking in the distance. Like there's something more. You're most certainly right about them. If you've ever felt as though you're being watched by invisible eyes out on the rolling expanse of ancient fields, impossibly old mountains, and a sky that will exist long after your dust is dust, you most certainly are. Remember, while you look upon nature, something is looking back at you. And if you look upon something you are meant to see, you will be made to forget. Don't worry about it. For now, enjoy the view. Thank you, Travel Alberta, for sponsoring today's show. A stranger was seen in town today, and it sounds like he's here to stay. How exciting, folks, and I saw him with my own eyes. I was at the post office, sending my weekly postcard off to a location I am under oath not to disclose, and there he was, standing at the counter, talking to postman Kevin about maps and the best place in town to get takeout. Considering we only have four options, a good increase from last year's two options, it was a short conversation that I was definitely not eavesdropping on. Kevin kept asking him general but personal questions, and I continued to not eavesdrop. The stranger said his name was Clark. Clark something... I can't remember. Olsen. Clark Olson, and that he was a doctor doing his residency in rural medicine in the Braden Health Clinic. Another doctor, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe he'll stay, and Dr. Simmons can finally retire. It's about time. She deserves it for all she's done for our community. Anyways, I went up to the counter to mail my postcard, and I thought, Jess, you're going to regret not introducing yourself to the newcomer and getting all the details for your lovely listeners. So I was like, what brings you to Brayden, stranger, while handing Kevin the postcard, and he said, I just moved here. And I acted like I didn't know because, again, I was not eavesdropping at all. And so I introduced myself. Like, properly. I stuck out my hand and everything, and I said, My name's Jess. Even though I wanted to say a lot more cool stuff, like, I host the only radio show in town. I moved here from out of town, too, though moved is a loose term. My middle name is Sarah. My blood type is O-positive, and that weird scar you can probably feel while shaking my hand is from climbing an old rusty piece of farm equipment on the edge of Farmer Daniels' field. And I wanted to ask him a bunch of questions so I could tell all of you about our new neighbor. But I couldn't. That felt a little... strong. He seemed very nervous. Wide-eyed, like one of those things that aren't dear. The ones you sometimes catch in your headlights when driving after 3 a.m. But he was brave, and he said, Clark, nice to meet you. No one had ever said that to me before, listeners. 
Nice to meet you. So I said, you too. That's what you're supposed to say, right? It's been a long time since I've met a new person. I was doing my best. He definitely held my hand too long. It was so strange. Like it often is when one meets a stranger. It was one of those handshakes. Strange. But steady and moisturized. It's so dry out here, you don't meet many people with smooth hands. It made me realize I probably should have put lotion on this morning, but I didn't know I'd be shaking hands with the first new person in town since I got here. After thinking all this, we both let go, and I said, if you need anything, please ask. That's a good thing to say, right? He seems so normal. I was doing my best to be normal, too. I'm also doing my best to explain him to you. Words can seldom do the complexities of people justice. He has the eyes of a person who knows things. He looks like someone with answers to questions we haven't encountered yet. Anyways, Dr. Olson, if you are listening, on behalf of our little community, welcome. As we say in Brayden, once you're here, you're nowhere. Leave while you still can. <laughs> I'm kidding, but speaking from experience, it's easier than you'd think to get trapped here. I would know, but it's not the worst place to be stuck. Here's something to think about. They say, somewhere, there's an ocean. Specifically, 12 hours and 17 minutes, or 1,034 kilometers west. So they say. It is blue, so they say, and the surface of the water shimmers in the sunlight like sapphires. It tastes like salt and has a distinct, soul-refreshing smell. It is vast and seemingly, though not literally, endless. So they say. You might be wondering, who are they? Why are they saying so many things about the ocean? They're saying so much, it's almost like they're trying to cover for something. Like they're trying to convince us of a lie. In other news, who's to say the ocean actually exists? I mean, I've never seen it. And why should I trust what they say? Here's a public service announcement. The veil between worlds is thinnest at gas stations after midnight. Those who work there are specifically trained in both customer and extra-dimensional management. You should always be careful in the sweets aisle or by the coffee machines. Those are the places where you're most prone to slip through. When the night is long and you're weary from traveling, 
That is when you are your most dimensionally vulnerable. I should know. That's how I got here. This concludes our public service announcement. And now, a weather update. Weatherman Todd called during the break to say it's snowing. Strangely late for the first snow of the winter season, but it's the first and most certainly, definitely, and undeniably not the last. Please be sure you're driving safe out there as the roads start to get icy. There is no new information on either of the missing persons cases. 10-year-old Tanner Walling and 17-year-old Elliot Housley are both still officially missing persons, and the cases are open, investigations ongoing. If you have any information, please call the local RCMP office. You know what? I'm feeling conversational, listeners. And we're done with our news recaps and updates. Call on into the station, and we can talk about whatever you like. We'll take our caller right after this quick little break. Caller 1, you're on air. Hi, Jess. Mrs. Mulroy? How are you tonight, Charlotte? I'm okay, thanks. Congrats on being our caller this evening. What is it you'd like to talk about? Remember, you're on air. The town is listening. Well, as y'all probably already know, my husband, John... Works down in the mine, the one just a half hour outside of town. Quite a few of the fellows around here do. Anyways, he came home three nights ago, and he was complaining about feeling lousy. But I thought maybe he just overworked himself, like he always does. But this morning, well... Well what? Everything okay? He just keeps getting sicker. Too sick to go back to work... Too sick to get out of bed. Too sick to even eat. I've never seen anything like it. I spoke to Marnie and Sarah, Sarah Lowe Miller, and they said it's been the same for their husbands. They both worked down in the mines with my John, and they came home sick and just keep getting worse. I'm very sorry to hear that, Charlotte. Is there anything we can do to help your families at this time? That's very kind, but right now I just want to get the word out that something's not right. Have you informed town council? 
if there's a flu or illness spreading around the workers, the health center... I've seen the flu, and this ain't it. And I've spoken to town council, and they told me not to worry, but I can't help it. I haven't spoken to every family who's got someone working down there in the dark, but I wanted to say, out in the open, that if they've got the same thing going on, to please reach out to me. If there's enough of us, maybe we can urge people to take this seriously. I just have a feeling something's wrong. Deep down wrong. Unnatural. Thank you for calling this in, Charlotte. Please, don't hesitate to reach out to us here at the station should you need anything at all. Same goes for any family in this situation. Thank you, Jess. I just hope getting the word out about this will help. To all listeners, let us know if you or someone you know works down in the mines and is also suffering from this mystery condition. Tweet us, email us, come talk to me in the street if you see me. We'll get to the bottom of this like we do all things. Together. <laughs>